High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. All right, lots of uh, texts on teaching and homework. Uh, teachers got to teach, not write, rhyme off formulae, uh, says a lister. Standard of maths in third level is terrible, uh, as kids have been taught to learn the formulas off by heart, but not how and when they're needed. Uh, I'm dyslexic. Give me a break with that woman. She's a lazy son. I have an honours degree and higher diploma. You have to function in a real world with and against everyone. Well, um, I'm surprised you would say that being dyslexic, because I'm sure, and I'm I'm not an expert, there are different forms of dyslexia. I uh, got another uh, text which uh, on that issue. Was, I was the same as the lady's son with dyslexia, listener says. Uh, I'm 34 now. Education system designed for a small few. A one size fits all. Well done to Liz for coming on and talking about it. Um, the, oh yeah, Anna and daughter said, good man George, we're all huge, said Anthony fans. Well of course my mo- I'm George, Anthony, because the mother had a great devotion and every time she lost her purse, we all dropped to our knees to pray to Anthony and sure the purse dropped from the ceiling. We used to have a miracle every week in our house. Or Anne said, I must be getting old. I find myself agreeing with everything George says and it frightens me. It frightens me and if you if you had know the truth all right barry kenny is with me another great st anthony's man I, I didn't get a second name did you not? no neither myself and my brother got a second name the two girls did but uh, we never, we didn't get second names and were you were you baptized finbar or barry finbar cork mother would ensure that was the oh, case yeah. but one r so i'm not sure if that's right or not that's not right no okay well, maybe it was a typo <laughs> my da- my date of birth is also wrong on my birth certificate <laughs> Well, I got into a taxi this morning and I looked at the thing and the driver's name was Finbar Murphy. Right. And I said, are you from Cork? I am, he says. <laughs> and he didn't get truncated to Barry. No. Yes. Travel Tuesday. Yes. On your birthday, presumably. Is it today? Today is my birthday, George. Thank no. you for thinking. Yes. Yes. Uh, what day is today? Today is the 9th of May. The are you a Taurus as well? I am indeed, yes. And I'm the 19th? Yes, there you are. All the great ones. All right, George, so yes. you're 10 days older than me. Something like that, yes, yeah. <laughs> we won't go into, into percentages, right, of the <laughs> overall total. Oh, well, well done, uh, <laughs> Barry <laughs> Kenny, 9th of May. Right, London. London. I mean, we go all over the world on Travel Tuesday, but we have one of the world's greatest cities on our doorstep, virtually a commute away. Now, I've only ever been a tourist there and I know a lot of people listening and you've lived there. Yeah. But to me, it is still this tourist city, this this tourist mecca. And we were there at the weekend. I kindly brought Mrs. Kenny to London for the weekend. and just To happened, watch the cricket. It just so happened to <laughs> coincide with England against Ireland and Lords, yeah. uh, which was a great event and has to be said, even though the museum wasn't open because of the match. I uh, actually I, did that with Ingrid on a honeymoon. I, I said, Cardiff is a great place for a honeymoon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> it just so happens. You know? so, yeah. uh, but it just doesn't show the variety of these cities and what they yeah. have to offer. Um, do you know something? It's a, I mean, look, it's a city of history. It's a city of evolution, of renewal and resilience. Resilience, uh, you know, from the Blitz right through to what, what they've experienced in terms of terrorist attacks in recent times. Um, do you know what struck me about it more than anything? In that I've been a few years and I've been in certain parts of it. 
it's transformed by its transport policies, George. <laughs> they're keeping the cars out. They're making it difficult. They're making it easy for the cyclists. They're making it easy for public transport. And it just flows so much better and is thriving because of it. We have different views about flowing better, I have right. to tell you. But uh, apart from that, though, if, irrespective of mm. whether they have a better or worse transport policy, yes. what makes London great mm-hmm. is the tube. Because you can say, we're going to Marble Arch and we're going to look at whatever it is, and then we should, you jump in the tube station and take it to the next place. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And the ease of it and the Oyster card, and obviously we have the Leap here now as well, but the Oyster card, you can get your tourist card when you arrive at the airport, or you can get your regular Oyster card, put your value on, and it's hop on, hop off for the best fares. Do not go over there and do not pay cash because it is so much more expensive. Did you fly? Yes, flew to Gatwick actually this time. All right. Yes. But if you fly to Heathrow, I have to tell people, mm. you get the Heathrow Express. And there's a Gatwick Express as oh, well. Oh, is that? There is, yes. It just flies it. Yep, That's absolutely. the first thing you Premium do. Premium fares, George, you know, not All far right. be it for me to be defensive on that matter. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where would you start? Like, what's your big thing in London? What's your favourite spot? Oh, goodness me. You see, it changes. Every time you go, you you discover something new and you have something new. What took me this time, firstly, on transport was, I was like you always. I always hopped into the tube without thinking. The buses, because the roads are that bit more free-flowing, the buses are a lot more easy. Because you have Google Maps, you can find your way around more easily. But what took me this time was the British Museum. Ah. And I'm not a big museum guy. I mean, like, and it has to be kind of absolutely captivating. But if you basically you can write off museums for the rest of your life after seeing this, it's extraordinary. It is a world's museum. Um, now, of course, there's controversy in that because uh, quite a lot of the exhibits are plundered and uh, the Rosetta Stone and the Elgin Marbles uh, and yeah, such. Yeah, plundered are, from a Empire past. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. But, you know, clear the morning, if not a day. Uh, if you're going to the British Museum. A magnificent classical building uh, built in the 1850s. Uh, I went to the Africa exhibit uh, first and foremost and it's just got this breadth of, you know, historic masquerades of pottery, of sculpture. But then from the Mozambique Civil War, which I had an interest in, reconstituted weaponry, the Tree of Life. There's enormous sculpture right in the middle of the British Museum uh, Africa section made of weapons handed in at the end of the Mozambique Civil War. The British Museum co-funded a programme to encourage people to hand over their arms and they would give them agricultural machinery uh, to, really? in replacement and gave the arms to, to artists to uh, reconstitute them into exhibits. It's absolutely incredible. Now, you talk about the British Museum mm. and you talk about war. Yes, have you an interest in war? Yes. And, and there is, did you go to the other museum? Not this time, but have previously, the Imperial War Museum. And, and Lambeth. And the Churchill uh, War Rooms as well. Um, it's in the Bethlehem Hospital for the Insane, the former Bethlehem. <laughs> uh, hence the name Bedlam. Yeah. Uh, comes from there. And it's, you know, it's modern warfare. It covers everything from trench warfare in, in the First World War right up to the present day. Covers the Blitz, obviously. Covers uh, the Holocaust as a clock counts up the war dead 
uh, a ruling total from around uh, the world. And uh, as they allied with that, then you have the Churchill War Rooms uh, also in London that you can travel to, part of the overall Imperial War Museum. But it's everywhere, this history. I mean, it's just... A- well, now, did you? Because, of course, I, there's Republicans who probably wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. you know. But did you... Like, I think Buckingham Palace is a great trip. Did you do that? I haven't been in it. Now, we did the, obviously, sightseeing past it and you've got but the changing... But sightseeing past it's enough. Yeah, do you? You wouldn't like to go inside, no? No, I'd be no. happy outside. Okay, well, you've got the changing of the guard. Of course, I... In, back in the Olympic days, happily flew the tricolour outside uh, Buckingham Palace. Um, uh, as, you're not allowed to bring flags into Lords. Oh, do they? No, not of any type. It isn't. I mean, there oh, were no right. um, St George flags on display either. But um, um, you can go. Obviously, there's the changing the guard every day uh, in in the morning. But you can tour the state rooms during the summer, and the tickets are available right now, twenty uh, second of July through the first of October. Tour the state rooms and gardens in Buckingham Palace. It is a magnificent building, though, and you know the mall leading down to it is is, is fabulous. What about the bloody tower? Have you done that? Done, did the t- done the tower? There's a proper Dublin visit to the tower, um, the the Tower of London and London Bridge and that and that area as well. I mean the South Bank area, um, in its entirety. Uh, there's there's so much there. There's so much. Okay, now because we're talking to people, I mean, I I I I don't know any other city in the world I'd want to go to. Really, other than London, that's the it's the start. That of the is, end. it's yeah. number one, number two, and number three. Right. Like. Yes, but. It's also a walking city. Yes. Do you not find that? Absolutely. And that you say, yes, the transport is great to get around. But you find that, you know, the one magnificent area just blends into the next, that you're at the Houses of Westminster, that, you you know, you, you bring yourself up, you're up, you can get up towards Oxford Street, you can wander through the parks. Uh, I mean, Hyde Park itself. At Christmas time, people should go there for their Christmas markets. Uh, I think we mentioned that before. But Regent's Park was, is right across from Lord's, as it happens as well. Um, and there's a lovely St. James's Park near Trafalgar Square. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Gorgeous. And Greenwich. Uh, if you like, if you want to go out to Greenwich to see the, the quite, I think it's probably a nerdy type thing to do to go out and see Longitude Zero. Uh, needless to say, I did. And uh, see Greenwich Parks there, see the Royal Observatory, uh, Cutty Sark. Really up and coming. That, that kind of east end uh, of, uh, of London is transforming um, at, at the moment. How's the Parliament, George? It never done the tour. It now this is it. This is it rolled into one. This is the politics, the history, and the royalty. If you have an interest in any of those three things, and particularly in the British context, the tour takes as its inspiration the Queen's route for the Queen's speech. So the robing room, and as she goes through the the corridors, and as right. black rod comes out, um, you you get into the chambers of both houses. You go to the lobbies. You Do see, you really? yeah, you see the statues. Um, it's available Saturdays year round but weekdays during the significantly shorter summer recess than the dog has right. uh, from late July. Now, you took Mrs. Kenny, mm-hmm. so there was museums and cricket matches <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. But Mrs. Kenny at some point said, we're going, we're going shopping. to shop Yes, So absolutely. what did you do on the shopping front? Fairly standard now in terms of Oxford Street itself. I mean, every brand name, every major store. It also has the uh, one of the few remaining, the quickly disappearing record shops. There's a HMV, huge HMV there. Um, I have to say, we did split up British Museum versus Oxford Street shopping for uh, a, a couple of hours. Have you gone into, uh, it, what's the name of this 
Selfridges. Yes, Selfridges. It's unbelievably oh, yeah. expensive. No, absolutely. And that Selfridges and Harrods, you know. But in many ways, isn't that part of the brand? You know what I mean? That you, you go to the, <laughs> I remember I was there with Ingrid <laughs> and I, I'd forgotten my belt, right? So right. my trousers was kind of slipping. <laughs> okay. So we were in Selfridges and so I said to him, look, I'll just buy a quick belt, yes. right? Yeah. So as long as the belt was the colour and the size, I was happy. So yeah. I just grabbed it. Yes. Then went to the till. And, and it was an arm and a leg. The money you paid over meant you didn't need a belt anymore because the trousers <laughs> were staying up. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. No, I mean, and Harrods has that as well and Selfridges has that. But what Oxford Street does have is it has common, normal, high street brand names and at prices that are not too dissimilar to here at all. Now, uh, Noel says his daughter loves nat- na- Natural History Museum. National Portrait Gallery, not to be missed. Uh, I, I missed it. I, did, I chose not to, but uh, I, I yeah. those who uh, prefer. My daughter lives in London, another listener says, walks everywhere. Another listener thinks the Imperial War Museum is one of the favourite places in London. Do you know when I went first went there? Where? The Imperial War Museum, yeah. 1948. <laughs> so most of the war is documented and it hadn't happened yet, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine? The war was only over. Right. The Oyster card is vital, but you can use... What's a contactless debit or credit card? What's oh, that? right. They, now, I didn't know that. that you're, what's that? That you can store your um, value on... You know that when you swipe your debit or credit card across a machine without actually swiping it or, no, or putting don't. in your pin? It's for low-value uh, items. But, yeah, uh, well, you can are. use it. There, I should have. I should have planned that one uh, specifically myself you can uh, one, one other place I stopped off, stopped off because it was near Lords is Abbey Road are you a Beatles fan? I hate the Beatles <laughs> hate like actually hate I dis- well I dislike okay. the Beatles there isn't a song uh, that I like Blackbird Norwegian yeah. Wood no, look I've been through all this okay. with Bill okay. Hughes okay. I don't like any of them right uh, Abbey Road the most famous and most dangerous pedestrian crossing in the world. Why? Because everybody's doing it. Like. Because everyone's standing there. And if you're a motorist, right, to be fair to motorists for once, and somebody's standing at a pedestrian crossing, you presume they want to cross it. So you stop. Yeah. But all the people at Abbey Road want you gone because you're going to ruin their photo. <laughs> okay. So it's utter chaos. I was there at 8.30 in the morning. And even at that stage, it was busy. I can only imagine it in the middle of the day. It, it, interesting one from Tony. Yeah. Chelsea Flower Show. Chelsea Flower Show. Have is, you done that? No, and nor have I done Bloom in the Park here. Uh, but I wouldn't do flowers. I no, wouldn't no, walk around not, the corner for no, a flower. Exactly. I'd kind of last three minutes in a garden centre. But 23rd, 27th of May this year in the Chelsea Flower Did you ever do Borough Market? No. Oh, that's very interesting. Cam- Camden Market? No. I haven't done Camden. I've done Borough Market. I think Camden's a tremendous. I mean, in terms of nightlife, in terms of that energy. Camden kind of, for me, epitomises that London of the collection of neighbourhoods. And you yeah. have that as well with Notting Hill and you have it with places like Shoreditch as well. But the famous Dublin Castle pub, which was built actually for the Irish labourers yeah. um, who were building the railways, uh, as it happens, and has been transformed to one of the most famous music venues in London. Madness uh, performed there in the late 70s. Blur and Britpop in the 90s. Amy Winehouse both played and served there. And it still uh, has live music. It was five acts of the night we were there. Both, both original and cover bands uh, in Camden. Some people found the Natural History Museum exhibits outdated. Windsor Castle was spectacular. And that's a fair bit to go, it Windsor. Is, yeah, it is. I think if you've got the kind of short city break, you're not going to. But, but I mean, do you know where you go to? You go to the other castle, the one with the maze. What's that called? 
Lambeth? Uh, no, 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 come on, no. somebody tell me. <laughs> 53106. It's got the most famous maze uh, in, in. No, I stay, I stay, I stayed urban. Whatever. We festivals, by the way, we talk about the Chelsea Flower Show. There's at the South Bank, right by the London Eye. Underbelly. It's a summer-long festival going on until the 30th of September. We went to this act, a five-person acrobat act called Cassis. Absolutely spectacular show. But watch out for shows like Friday Night Filth at it, which is basically rude comedians. And uh, an amazing show, Margaret Thatcher, Queen of Game Shows, is, is on <laughs> in Underbelly Festival. There's also Irish interest in it, uh, Foil Arms and Hog and Andrew Maxwell. But don't forget London Theatre, like, if you're going yeah. to go. I, I mean, have never done a London oh, show. listen, <laughs> yeah, even when I had no money. Right. I mean, I, I, I went to all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I, I remember taking Ingrid before she was Mrs. Hook. Right. Taking her to see Topol and Fiddler on okay. the Roof. Right. Uh, uh, no, Lady Windermere's fan. Oh, no, one of those shows I ever saw was Cats when it came to Dublin. Hampton Court oh, maze. Right. Hampton, Hampton Court hosts the. Yeah, there's, there's I t- thanks to listeners, they're all telling me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I took my kids to the one on the roller skates. What's that called? The one on the roller skates. No, I don't you think know there's a musical where all the actors are on see, roller I told, skates. I told you I haven't been to any of these. Starlight Express. Oh, Starlight Express. I took right. the kids to that. Um, Apparently you can go down to Greenwich by boat from the embankment you, yeah, according to Paul the, and There is, and that's covered by your Oyster card as well. There are tourist boats, but you have commuter boats uh, as well there. And of course there's Docklands Light Rail. Now where do you like to go for a curry? Because I cannot Brick go to Lane. London. Where? Brick Lane, the capital of curry in it Shoreditch. It is, yeah. yeah. Purple um, stained streets because of whatever it is the Bangladeshis chew, they spit on the streets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I go to Notting Hill Gate now, I must okay. confess, for yeah. my curry. Right. But you, I, I couldn't go to London and yeah. not have no, a curry. No, absolutely. It has to be done. Although we went to a Peruvian restaurant Did this you? time called Lima, uh, which... Michelin starred and, you know, in deference to yourself, George, I thought I'd report back a modicum of luxury for once. All right. You guys are so mean, uh, says a listener in Milan, living in Milan for 20 years. And as a Londoner, I still miss it terribly. You lads are making me so <laughs> homesick. I used to use the Red Bus Rover and we used to hop on and off. Well, that was Barry Kenny. Uh, Travel Tuesday. He'll be back next week with something exciting. Were you ever, Sean Moncrief, were you ever an immigrant in London? No? I was, yes. Lived in London for about five years, yeah. Where'd you live? Uh, lived in uh, uh, down the East End. Lived in Stratford. Oh. Lived in East Ham. Lived in Finchley Central. Oh. Finchley you, Central is north now. No, that was north. Yeah, that was the last place I lived was Finchley Central. I went Stratford, posh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Stra- and it was when I lived there, it was God save us. You know, you'd be terrified coming out of the tube. Where? In Stratford. Stratford used to be we're, totally we're dull. Athletics Championships in August. Usain Bolt's last stand. Really? In Stratford? In the Olympic Stadium. Extraordinary. So we better get on the Moncrief show. What are you doing? Well, we're going to be talking to a guy called Chris Birch. And uh, Chris is 32 now. But when he was 20, uh, he's he's, uh, he's Welsh. When he was 20, he had a mild stroke. Now, he didn't realise he had a stroke at the time. He was just kind of horsing around with his brother. Uh, but he started to get symptoms. Uh, but then it seems, he says at least, that the stroke changed him profoundly and that he's now gay. Yeah, really. Do you think it could do it? Well, I don't know. It seemed to do it for him. Yeah. Anyway, you're going to talk to him. Yes, we are.
All right. Chris Birch? Yeah. All right. Sean Moncrief for two hours from two. Well, the master of sound and Beatles fan, Michael Quilligan, ran the sound desk. Um, we had Kira Courtney and Alex Russell and uh, Peter Steers is, uh, is, 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 is optioned to uh, join us for a month or so. That's going to be good fun having him. And, of course, Mark Simpson, our producer. But from Barry Kenny, soon to travel somewhere else, and myself, it's goodbye. We'll be back at noon tomorrow.